I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello and welcome everybody to the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder. This is my wife, Lynn Weeder, and we're so glad that you could join us today. Make that cup of coffee, get your Bible, get your notebook, don't forget a pen. Wait a minute, do people even use pens and notebooks anymore? No. Grab your iPad, get your phone, <laughs> whatever it is that you use, voice notes, I, you know, whatever, uh, to take notes because we're going to get into some things today in the Word, some rich Rich, rich things that will improve and, and, and develop your life to a higher level from faith to faith to glory to glory. It's the way these things work. So we're so glad that you could be with us. We're glad we could be with you. Thank you for inviting us into your home or onto your phone or where, <laughs> wherever we are. We're so pleased and thrilled that you could join us. Father, we thank you for every person watching or listening to these broadcasts. We ask you in faith, backed by the, by the name of Jesus, we ask you to minister to each and every person. We ask you that not one person, not one person remains unchanged by the power of God, by the revelation of the word, the unveiling of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, thank you for being the teacher of the church, the guide, the counselor, the comforter. Thank you for ministering through our, thinking through our minds, speaking through our lips, ministering through this ministry to people all over the world. We're so grateful and honored, and we give you thanks and praise for it in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, today <clears throat> we're going to wrap up a study well, at least for this time, uh, that we've been doing for quite some time now. And we're going to finish discussing for, for, for this series of meetings our exemption, the law that produces exemption in the life of a Christian, exemption from sickness, exemption from disease, from poverty, from lack, from destruction of all kinds. Anything, John 10.10 10 says that Satan comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Well, we're exempt from stealing, from killing, and from destroying. We have it. It's part of our covenant. It's a covenant issue. We've been made exempt. As long as we keep up our part of the covenant. There's some things, there's some things that are, no, let me rephrase that. That was inaccurate. As long as we do the things that it takes for us to stay in fellowship with the covenant. To enforce it around us. To enforce the law that we've been given. The covenant's not, it's not up to us to keep the covenant. The new covenant was made between God the Father and God the Son. It cannot be broken. But the laws that operate the, the kingdom, we can either violate those laws or work in conjunction with those laws to produce a manifestation of life. Well, and if you have a direct deposit set up and you check your account on Friday morning and that deposit isn't there when it's supposed to be, 
You don't just go, huh, guess I'm not getting paid this week. <laughs> You're on the phone. Yeah, you start taking those steps and calling and saying, you call your boss and say, hey, was there a problem? And Should I expect it tomorrow? And if they say, nope, we send it. Then you call your bank. Excuse me, where is my money? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so turn, turn with us. We're going to start at, at uh, our golden text for this series of, of mm. broadcast in Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. Romans 8, 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Now, that word literally means exempt. Now, we we can drop down here. There's a, there's a oh, this <laughs> Romans eight is a very 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 rich uh, chapter. Now we've gone through a lot of things talking about uh, faith is required. The word knowledge of the word is required. It's backed by the blood. It's backed by the name. It has to be operated in love to supply the power and the never the, the unfailingness of the law. That's what makes the law a law where it never fails. But we see other things down here. For, for to be carnally minded in, in verse uh, 6 is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, this goes back several broadcasts. We talked about everything you hear, you need to think through the filter of the rights and privileges of the kingdom. You can think death. You can think life. When you hear something presented in the media, do you think on the death side of things or do you think on the life side? side of things. When you hear a statistic, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, 99.9% um, .9 people uh, survive COVID. I am astounded at the number of people who automatically are afraid I and think they're going to be in that 0.01%. <laughs> yeah. You've got 99.9% .9 of life. It should be easy to think that way. Yeah. To be carnally minded is death. To think that way is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. So we've got to think this way. We've got to train ourselves to think this way. And then of particular interest is over here in verse 11. And, uh, well, I'm just going to skip down to the latter part of that. That he is raised, he who raised Christ uh, from the dead shall quicken, that means make alive your mortal bodies. Now, some people will try to pass that off and, and, and say that's, well, that's for the great <laughs> resurrection in the by and by. But we already saw in Proverbs chapter 4 that it's health to this flesh. It will make alive your mortal body. And so you've got to think this way. You've got to renew your mind and think life thoughts. And we saw, we studied it quite some length over the last several broadcasts about our exemption. And it, and it takes the word. 
but it can't just be the word because the word without faith mixed profited them nothing. So it's got to be the word mixed with faith. And then you've got to realize and be conscious of the fact that it's a it's ratified. This is established in the blood of God himself, the blood of the everlasting covenant. And it's what we have our redemption in. And then we have to realize that it is backed by all the honor of the name of Jesus and is undergirded by the strength and power of love. And all of those things have to work together to provide your physical manifestation of exemption from all of the sin and death and the results thereof, the laws that control it, that are operating in this earth because of Adam's treason and making Satan the god of this earth. He has certain laws that are in place, and they are laws. We talked about this. I'm just recapping. There are laws that control the transmission and spread of diseases. There are laws that, 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 that control how a disease gains hold of and spreads throughout the human body. We're not denying those. Those are laws of sin and death. Uh, but what we are saying is we've been given a higher law a law that supersedes just like the air of the, the laws of aerodynamics uh, and aeronautics supersede the law of gravity and enable flight. So that's what we've been seeing. But what I really want to get across to you today is that this is the way God's people have always been supposed to live from the beginning of, of the, from the garden of Eden on. There's examples of what you could call Christian exceptionalism. People like to make a big deal and talk negatively about American Christian uh, exceptionalism. But this we're talking about, and by the way, it's not a negative. <laughs> there is American exceptionalism because of the way America was founded and what it was founded on. But there is Christian exceptionalism. doesn't matter what country you're in. It only matters what law. Who you are. <laughs> yeah. Who, what kingdom you live in? Where is your citizenship? And so I, I want to take just a moment and, and I do want to encourage you in something though. There's a, a, there was a prophecy that came forth in, from, or through Brother Hagen, a word from the Lord. And it so beautifully sums up what we do and why we do it. And I want to encourage you not to get discouraged in it because there's a lot of people that, uh, they, they stumble around, they, they're, just, they're just brand new in these things and they get a, a little bit of truth here and a little bit of truth there and they try to work something and it may not work fluidly and efficiently the first time. They may stumble around, it may not work. You know, they may, they may, they may hear you get what you say and, and based on Mark 11, 23, 22, 23, 24 and they go out and say, I have a brand new Mercedes car. And tomorrow they don't see it. And they're like, oh, you know, I tried that. It didn't work. Oh, no, 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 no. Just hold on. Hold on there for a minute. You just don't know enough yet. And this word that the Lord delivered through Brother Hagen in 1980 at Rhema Church is just, as a matter of fact, I, I know you probably can't see this, but I just put it how it works. <laughs> okay. And the word of the Lord said, do not become discouraged because the truth does not dawn on your spirits all at once, 
but keep meditating on the facts of the word. That's what we're presenting to you, facts of the word. The more you meditate on that which is written and the more you meditate on that which is said as one shall speak under the anointing and the inspiration of the spirit, then little by little, it will become real to you. And as on the inside of you, in your spirit, in your inner man, it takes shape and form, it will reshape your own spirit until you'll no longer be a weakling spiritually, but you shall become strong and be able to stand and do the works the Lord has created you unto and rule and reign and dominate in life as a king by Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about. And that's the exemption. Kings are exempt. Do you ever, do you, do you ever figure that out? Kings are exempt from uh, a lot of things. And you rule, you are supposed to rule and reign in this life as a king and enjoy your law of exemption. So let's take some time and go back through the scriptures and see that the, the people of God have always supposed to operate in a law of exemption. And we're going to start all the way back in Genesis, Genesis chapter 26. And we're going to look, first of all, in verse one. And there was a famine in the land. Okay, right off the bat, we see poverty is running rampant. <laughs> There's a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went into uh, Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, into Gerar. The Lord told him, though, he appeared unto him and he said, go not down into Egypt, dwell in this land, stay here right where you are. Okay, so we know he is in this land of famine. That is where he is living. Now go on down to uh, verse 12 and let's pick up there. Then Isaac sowed in that land, in that land of famine, in that land, land experiencing economic downfall, in that land of poverty, and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forth and grew until he became very great. Well, you just can't deny that is an exemption. The, that's in the physical realm. That's not in heaven. Yeah. That was right here on the planet. Crops, plants, money. And that was even money. under the old covenant. Exactly. And we're under a better covenant based upon better promises. You just can't, the whole land was experiencing famine and poverty. But this man didn't. This man was under the law of exemption. Glory to God. Now, Let's go ahead and see another example. Let's look over at um, Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is basically an entire chapter <laughs> of exemptions. Mm -hmm. Psalm 91, and let's see. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Okay, stop right there. <laughs> Does that sound like the Spirit of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high? Okay. Shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. 
I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Okay, so let's come on down here. He's going to protect us from pestilences. He's going to deliver us from traps of the devil. He's going to cover us with His feathers. Under His wings do we trust. Okay, We're into, we don't have to be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Well, how many have looked around in the last year or so? <laughs> Terror is running rampant. There are millions upon millions upon millions of people that are afraid of the terror by night, the arrow by day, the pestilence, particularly afraid of the pestilence. And because of the pestilence, they're afraid that their paycheck's not coming. They're afraid that their job is not secure. They're afraid of everything, <laughs> the bark of a dog they're afraid of. Destruction on every side. A thousand can die at your side. 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Now that is a description of the exemption. You got 11,000 people all around you experiencing death and destruction and you're exempt from it. I mean, how much more exempt can you get than that? Well, and earlier we were talking about that 99 surviving and the 1% or less than 1% right. dying. But then this one's exactly the opposite. You have 99% dying and 1% and you're standing and you're strong. Standing, yeah, you stand with that good part. There shall no evil befall thee, verse 10. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Well, how many dwellings do you know that plague has come near <laughs> over the last couple of years? It's not near as much, not near as many as the news media would have you believe. Right. But there's been a lot of people affected. There's no denying that. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to be. You, you don't should have to be. be one of them. Yeah, you yeah, you don't have to be affected at all. You should be applying the things we've gone over the last several broadcasts and living in your exemption. And why is part of that exemption manifest? Because he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. They will bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. You can tread upon lions, adders, covids, any other kind of flus, and young lions and dragons you'll trample under your feet and because you set your love upon God and stand in your exemption package, He delivers you. He delivers you. Love. He delivers you. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Because you have set His love, the undergirding power of God, He will deliver you. He will exempt you from all of this hell going on around you. You'll call upon Him no, no, back up one. I will set him on high because he has known my name. There's the name. There's the love. It's in the word. You seeing how this works? He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in any trouble, but I will deliver him, honor him, and with long life, the spirit of life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation, my exemption, my redemption, my exceptionalism as a person of God. Glory to God. I don't know that I can go through the rest of these and stay sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> now, go over to Isaiah 43. 
Isaiah chapter 43, and we'll see another example of exemption. I still don't, I'm, I still get, have to get used to scrolling instead of turning. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Isaiah 43, starting in verse 1. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Just pretty simple. Two words, fear not, okay? Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have provided your exemption. I have called you by your name. You are mine. This is just something reassuring about that. We are God's own people that he knows us by name. Well, in the your mind. Yeah. That's one of the things we've had we a tell few our people. Kids, right. We've had a few people that we have taken in and they have become our kids. And anytime that I'm loving on them when they're having problems struggles or, anything, or issues or I say, You are mine. Yep. You are stuck with me. I am here for you and you can't get rid of me. And we're pretty sanctified, but don't be telling us they're not ours. <laughs> those are mine. Those those are our kids, okay? It, by birth, no, by covenant. They're ours. Glory to God. Well, we are God's. The, the, our, our covenant actually says we are his workmanship. Glory to God. Okay. <laughs> I told you, I don't know if I can sit down here. <laughs> when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, <laughs> neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Now, how much of an exemption is that? Well, I'll tell you in just a minute because we're going to go right over there and show you an example of this. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You're one that provides the salvation package. You're one that provides the exemption in which you should be standing. Now, let's look at this over in Daniel. Well, I'm thinking about the not burned. At Easter, I dropped a hot lid right, on yes. my arm. And I got a little bit of something. But when I reached down a minute later with a hot pad to pick it up, it completely... It burned through yeah. the hot pad. And now, that's designed not to burn through. It still burned through that thing, but... I had a little bit of redness and stuff on my arm. It wasn't even blistered. Nope. Praise God. Protection. Exemption. She was exempt from the heat. And here's some other people that were exempt from the heat. Hmm. In Daniel... Oh, it would be good if I got in the right, the right uh, chapter there. Chapter Daniel, three. chapter 3. And uh, we're going to start in, I'd like to read down through the whole thing, but we're not going to. You know the king, that old, old bad Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> the king made a decree that you got to fall down and worship the golden idol that he made. And um, somebody ratted out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and told the king, hey, uh, they're not doing it. <laughs> so they brought uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before him. And we're going to pick this up. Well, we'll pick up in 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Every time I, every time I read Abednego, I think of Brother Creflo Dollar. <laughs> Brother Creflo Dollar, bless his heart. He's, he, reads it, he read this. He said, it was, it was Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. <laughs> Glory to God. Anyway, do not you serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now listen, he threatened him. He said, uh, we're going to burn you. We're going to burn you to a crisp. Now listen to what they said. 
Now you talk about mixing faith with the word. They're staring at a, a fiery furnace right here in front of them. And they said, they answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. If it be so, if you're going to do this, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Now, the next part of this has gotten twisted around, and I think it's basically because of the translation. It says here in the King James, but if not, okay? What they're saying is, even he's if he able, that's right, he's able and he will. But even if he didn't, be it known unto you, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. My God, man, that's faith. Oh, Lord. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. His form of his visions was changed toward him. <laughs> and we're just going to shorten this. <laughs> he threw him in the furnace. He heated that sucker up seven times as hot. So hot that it killed those guards that put threw the children of Israel in the fire. Now, that's pretty hot. Yep. And lo and behold, not only were there three men walking, ah, their God. God looked down. We just read it over in Isaiah 43. He said, no, no, those are mine. Oh, they're mine. I know them by name. Those are mine. I will be with them mm -hmm. through the fire. It won't kindle upon them. It will not kindle upon them. And that's exactly what we see. We just read down through here and you get down. Oh, by the way, don't you see here? Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, oh, Nebi looked up and he saw the four people walking. And uh, he changed his attitude Real quick, he came near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and he spake and he said, Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God. <laughs> I, may, I may have made a golden one over here, but um, you obviously serve the Most High God. Come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Shadrach, Meshach, I gotta, I gotta slow down. Yep. <laughs> and Abednego came forth. And the princes and governors, they all saw him, they gathered together, and everybody was a witness that the fire had no power over their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed upon their clothes. You can trace this. Luke chapter 10, Jesus told us he gave us power over all the power of the enemy. Exemption. Hello. Paul with the viper. Acts chapter 28. The viper latched onto him. And just like Shadrach, just like Abednego, all the villagers were like, oh, he's a murderer. He's about to swell up and die. And then he didn't because he was standing as an exemption package. And then they all changed their tune and go, oh, he must be a god. <laughs> oh, glory to God. And it didn't hurt God's feelings at all for them to call him a god. They, he just taught him, ministered to him, taught him who the real god was. Let me show you what he was doing and what we do and what you should do every day of this world. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the freedom, in the exemption, wherewith Christ has made you exempt. Stand fast in that exemption. But you got to stand. You got to use the word. Mix it with faith know that it's backed in the blood and backed by the name and you got to walk in love.
That's how it works. <laughs> oh, man, I hope you got as much out of this as we do. Uh, until next week, don't forget, God loves you, we love you, and Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, be sure to follow us on Instagram, and you can also listen to our broadcasts on iTunes. Contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380 to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner.